Hello and welcome to the Fertility and Femtech podcast, brought to you by Zonas, where we aim to educate you on all taboo topics in women's health. You can learn more on our YouTube channel or at yourzonas.com. Hello everyone, I am Dr. Ravina, NHS doctor specialised in women's health and I'd like to welcome you to this dedicated channel for women's health where we aim to educate, inspire and empower women to talk about all those taboo topics that no one wants to talk about. We encourage an open conversation so feel free to drop any comments in the comments section below or feel free to send me any questions on Instagram at dr.ravina. Today we'll be discussing nutrition for preconception. So if you're thinking about getting pregnant, if you're perhaps trying to get pregnant, I'd like to give you the top tips on nutrition and supplements that you need to take to help you get pregnant, but also to keep you aware of some supplements that you may inadvertently be taking too much of and can cause risk to you or your baby. It's really important to discuss nutrition with your doctor when you're trying to get pregnant, as if you're not taking a certain amount of vitamin or mineral or nutrition, then it can increase your risk of fetal abnormalities, specifically neural tube defects. Folic acid is a B vitamin, and folic acid is something that we advise women to take from three months prior to conception up until 12 weeks of their pregnancy. And the reason why is because a lack of folic acid can lead to neurological issues in your baby's development. We say up until 12 weeks because this is your first trimester and this is the time when your baby is developing. The risk of neurological issues are highest during the first trimester. That's why taking drugs, taking illicit substances can cause detrimental effects specifically in the first trimester as your baby is forming. In babies with neural tube defects, you can see babies with spina bifida, which is where part of the spinal cord protrudes out. And you can also get anencephaly, which is where you get reduced and underdevelopment of the brain. You may also see some babies with a cleft palate or cleft lip, and that is also another form of a neural tube defect. By giving folic acid, we know that we can reduce this risk by at least 50%. Women who are pregnant need at least three times the normal amount in one day. Folate cannot be produced by the body, nor can it be stored, which is why you need to have a daily supplement of this during your pregnancy and prior to pregnancy to make sure you're always within the optimum level. So what is currently required is that women take the recommended dose, which is 400 micrograms, and also to have a diet that has high folate. So these are things like Brussels sprouts, beans, oranges, yeast. And if you're someone that perhaps lies in a higher risk category, so if you are on anti-epileptic medication, if you're obese, if you have a family history of neural tube defects, then you would be asked to have a higher dose of folic acid at around five milligrams per day. Currently, there is a lot of discussion surrounding fortifying food so that it already contains folic acid. So specifically flour, if we already contain folic acid in flour that you can buy from the supermarket, then that can help reduce the risk 
of neural tube defects in women who are pregnant. The great thing about folic acid is that women don't experience side effects with this medication. The next supplement that I'd like to talk about is vitamin D. And this is the vitamin that you get when you go on holiday. When you're sitting in the sun and you're absorbing all that sunlight, you are giving your body the vitamin D that it needs. Vitamin D is great because it helps to regulate our calcium and our phosphate, which are essential ingredients in ensuring we have strong and healthy bones. So not only is it good for our bones, but it's also good for our teeth and also our muscles. Vitamin D helps to prevent bone problems in adulthood, so osteoporosis and osteomalacia, and also uh, childhood bone issues like rickets, which is the bone disorder due to a vitamin D deficiency. So you would not only be helping yourself, but you'd also be helping the bone strength of your future baby. At present, we advise all pregnant and breastfeeding women to have at least 10 micrograms of vitamin D per day. Some of my patients have said to me, doctor, I already take a multivitamin and it contains vitamin D in it, and it also contains folic acid but I always advise them to have a look at the back of the packet because sometimes it's just not enough that you need for your pregnancy dose. So do make sure that it has the recommended amount in your multivitamin if you're taking it as a multivitamin. Otherwise, I would suggest you just take it as a separate tablet. Some people may require more vitamin D and that is specifically if you are someone of darker skin tone because of the melanin, you won't absorb as much vitamin D. If you are of a higher BMI, if you are of um, a culture where you cover your, your body a lot more, if you wear headscarves, if you wear long sleeves and long dresses, then your body won't be able to absorb the natural sunlight in the environment. So you may be someone who may require a higher dose of vitamin D supplementation. The next supplement is vitamin C. And vitamin C is excellent because it helps iron absorption. So if you're someone who may be iron deficient and have an anemia associated with that, then it's great to take iron tablets alongside a glass of orange juice because that helps to ensure you get maximum absorption of your iron into your bloodstream. Iron supplementation is something that we always talk about with women who are known to be anemic. The most common reason for anemia in women of childbearing age is iron deficiency anemia secondary to your monthly period. Having a bleed every month means that you are losing blood and naturally are then iron deficient. This is something we can check prior to pregnancy or even during your pregnancy as the consequences of being anemic and then going through childbirth can mean that you become even further um, deficient of your haemoglobin and that can lead to a postpartum hemorrhage and require a blood transfusion when you are um, either having a natural delivery or even um, if you're having a c-section. So that's really important that we make sure you have a good amount of iron. The next thing that some women take is aspirin. And I would like to just stress, this is not a supplement. This is a medication which has risks. The reason why we ask some women to take it is if they fall into a higher risk category and they're at higher risk of clots, uh, preeclampsia, type two diabetes, gestational diabetes, this is when we would think about um, discussing aspirin with you. The next thing I'd like to talk about is aspirin. So just to be clear, aspirin is not a supplement. It is a medication which carries side effects and risk. In some people, we may suggest that you should start aspirin specifically if you have cardiovascular risk factors, if you're at higher risk of preeclampsia and also maybe of clots. 
Now we've spoken a lot about the nutrition and the supplements that you should take during uh, pre-pregnancy state and pregnancy state. Now, what are the things that you need to avoid? First of all, a healthy diet with all the nutrients that you need can help reduce your risk of miscarriage by 50%. So I'm gonna tell you that again, 50% reduction of miscarriage if you take the right nutrients. And that just shows how important lifestyle factors and your diet are. First of all, high dose multivitamin supplements can actually be dangerous. And this is because they, they contain a whole variety of different substances, specifically cod, cod liver oil, and also any supplements that contain vitamin A. Any, any vitamin that contains more than 700 micrograms of vitamin A are teratogenic, which means they are dangerous to your baby. So that's why we want to avoid vitamin A and any additional supplement of it. Vitamin A can also be found in meats like pate, in liver, so try and avoid any of that. The next thing to avoid is if you are a cheese lover like me, then you have to be super careful with what cheeses you're taking. Unpasteurized cheese and unpasteurized milk are really important just to avoid. In terms of the cheeses to avoid, we specifically say things like brie, camembert, blue cheese. Now these cheeses may be soft cheese, but they also might be hard cheese. So it is really important that you are very careful about what cheeses that you take in. The reason why it's really important for you to avoid these types of cheeses is because they contain a type of bacteria called listeria and that can cause problems with the fetus. Another thing for you to avoid is uncooked meats and undercooked eggs. So if you're someone that likes poached eggs, I love poached eggs, then you need to be careful because these are not fully cooked and also meat that's not fully cooked carries the risk of salmonella and that causes a consequence not only to your body but also your baby's body. If you're someone that's really adventurous and you like your seafood, we always advise to avoid things like shark, swordfish, marlin, and this is because they contain high amounts of mercury and there is a risk of mercury poisoning in pregnancy if you have a high level of it in your diet. And just general information is that we'd always say a diet that has um, high sugar and high salt should be avoided at all costs. High salt can increase your risk of um, high blood pressure and preeclampsia and high sugar can increase your risk of insulin resistance and going on to developing gestational diabetes. So the key points that I'd like you to take away from this video are taking supplements can reduce your risk of miscarriage by up to 50%. What I do advise that you take is folic acid, vitamin D, vitamin C and iron if you require it. Uh, avoid vitamin A, typically found in liver, pate. I'd like you to avoid unpasteurized milk and cheese, specifically cheeses like camembert and brie. I'd like you to avoid undercooked meats and undercooked eggs. And I'd like you to ensure that you have a well-balanced meal. You're drinking lots of water. And the final takeaway is that I want to ensure you have a healthy diet where you are adequately hydrated, drinking at least 1.5 to two liters of water a day. That reduces your risk of clots. Um, and also just having a very well-balanced diet. Don't be too worried about what you can and can't eat. Try and remain having same diet as you always have but just be aware of the key things that you should avoid. I hope you found this video useful. If you have any questions about specific nutrients please drop them in the comments below and I will see you next time for our next video.
Take care. Bye.